Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Rainy Day Smut Brigade podcast, the podcast where we dissect spicy books and take out all of the juicy parts and talk about the plot, too. I'm Allie. I'm Ashley. And I'm Hannah. Before we get into anything today, we want to remind you that this is a podcast for mature audiences only, and we do recommend that you double check that your headphones are indeed connected to your listening device. This week on our Instagram, we asked you guys a few questions and we wanted to share some of the answers with you guys. And I wanted to say that by the time they listen to this, it will have been several weeks ago. (laughs) So for you guys, it is not this week. It was several weeks ago. So keep up with our Instagram. I was going to say, time for a shameless plug for the Instagram. You can follow us at Rainy Days Smut Brigade. So guys, this week's question, what's your favorite position ashley i mean you mean in politics mm-hmm. or yep. mm-hmm. on the smut podcast i'm talking about uh, politics okay foreign policy foreign policy <laughs> i'm assuming you mean sex position i do mean sex position yes between two people yeah oh. let's limit it to two oh, wow. yes okay okay that went no i wouldn't know any different <laughs> i was gonna say dang it but i've read some things tell us i <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Sometimes just in front of a mirror. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe been over in front of a mirror. That's mm. nice. I have to agree. That is very nice. Yeah. See, I'm like, oh, I don't want to see myself. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have the right my head angle. then. You got to have the right angle and the yeah. right lighting. Do I look skinny in this? For me, this isn't really a position versus a location. Like mm, pretty much yes. anything in the shower, which I know is like an act, like, People either love it or hate it. I love it. But position-wise, I don't really discriminate. That's what I said on the Instagram. I will. I feel like that's okay. You like? I agree with that. Like it all. Like. I like it all. <laughs> I don't like mind. Walt will hate that I'm sharing this, but we one time <laughs> oh, Walter. broke our shower curtain in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to like use it as leverage, and it did not hold up. <laughs> It did not hold me up. Okay, so let me give you advice from a rehab standpoint. If it if you don't know, I I'm technically a speech pathologist, but I used to be a director of a rehab facility. Um, grab bars mm. for the geriatric mm-hmm. we use in geriatric rehab to suction cup into the walls of the shower. They, I'm just gonna say, I'm okay. The, oh, that's good advice. Go to safety a, first. Yeah, go to a medical supply company and get yourself some. <laughs> handlebars that you know it gets the job done let's put it like that give you something to hold on to i know none of this from personal experience i'm just saying uh or some <laughs> horns like we discussed last oh, week horns from your alien lover yes unfortunately we don't have him. any of those <laughs> are you into cosplay <laughs> <laughs> i've never tried it but now maybe i might need to martin put this on <laughs> <laughs> martin would be like Hell no. <laughs> no, he oh would just no. look at me like I was certifiably insane. <laughs> so let's start the discussion for the week. This week, we are talking about the contemporary romance you see everywhere called It Happened One Summer. Allie is going to be leading this discussion, so I'll pass it to you. What were you guys' first thoughts about It Happened One Summer? 
I hated Piper. You hated her? At the beginning, I did. At the beginning, yeah. I ended up completely falling And I think her. we should say this, too. Piper is based off of Alexis from Schitt's Creek, and I feel like that really frames her character yes. well. Once you learn that, a lot of her personality makes a lot more sense. Yes. She's not she, as frustrating then. She got on my nerves. Yeah. The first half of the book, or not even the first half, like the first couple chapters, and I listened to it, I read, and then I listened to an audiobook. And the person who did her voice, she just came across as a very annoying, rich girl who just had no other cares in the world. Ew, Damon. Brendan. And I I was like, you were so fucking annoying. Oh, my God. I think that's what we were supposed to think because Antoine basically, like, golly, like, rips her apart for Mm -hmm. that. Oh, I think so. Oh, yeah. So I think it was. I don't think his name was Antoine. What was his name? <laughs> I think his name was Adrian. Adrian. The boyfriend. The boyfriend. Yeah, it's the same. Let me see. Yeah. I, have, I don't think it was Antoine. I haven't written down because I freaking hated him. Whatever. Adrian. Yeah, Adrian. It's We're gonna Adrian. get to Adrian. I have thoughts about him, but I will say I do think that Tessa Bailey did a really good job in her character development. It is Adrian. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Tessa did a really good job in character development for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about Tessa. She's written a ton of books. I couldn't even find a specific number of how many books she was written. There's just like a whole list. Um, and a lot of them you've seen on Book Talk or Bookstagram. She has It Happened One Summer, and then there's a sequel to It Happened One Summer, Hook, Line, and Sinker. Um, Which I will definitely be reading now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You can find more about Tessa Bailey on her website, tessabailey.com, or on her Instagram. Tessa Bailey is an author. On her website, she says, Tessa Bailey can solve all problems except for her own. So she focuses those efforts on stubborn, fictional blue-collar men and loyal, level, lovable heroines. She lives on Long Island, avoiding the sun and social interactions, then wonders why no one is called. <laughs> She sounds like me. it's like I relatable. Love that. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Sounds you know like what else I loved about her about this book is the amount of detail that went into knowing about the fishermen mm. and all the stuff and like what they do. Yes. yes. Yeah. I was like, damn. You either know someone in this line of work, or you did a hell of a lot of research. Or you watch Deadliest Cats yes. what in I the two thousand. Because I watched. remember watching that with my dad. Yeah. I went back and I actually got Discovery Plus just so I could watch <laughs> Deadliest Catch while reading this book. So I would have it in my It really head. is really interesting, though. It is. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it is. I don't think I've ever watched that. You mm. need to watch it. Go back and watch we it. Have a, it's got a good it theme song. <laughs> I was very impressed by the amount of work I thought she put in for the book. We're going to get into some of the stats later about king crab fishermen Ooh. and the money they make. God bless them. <laughs> All right. So have you guys read any other Tessa Bailey books? I read My Killer Vacation, which I didn't love. I was going to say, honest. I saw lots of mixed reviews on that one. Um, but this is a totally different feel. Like, mm-hmm. this is really good. Yeah. I loved It Happened One Summer. I've never read any of her books except for this This was one. your first? Yep. My first Tessa Bailey. I read, I think it was called Fix Her Up. That's um, on my TBR. And I think I read one more by her, but now I cannot remember for Is the life Fixer of me. Is Fixer Up the one with the ladder on the cover? Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was a good book for just floating in the water while my kids are playing in the background. Just, But it was really cute. But I wouldn't say it was, like, amazing. 
but I liked It Happened One Summer better than Fix Her Up. I think this is probably her most popular book. Yeah, I was going to say. And I would say it's one of the most popular books and for book talk. All right. We're going to get into the discussion of the book, but let's take a break and we'll be right back. Our book opens up with our main character, Piper Bellinger, being broken up with after her longest relationship, a grand total of three weeks. Wow, what a doozy. She really, they really committed on that one. They really did. That The she love is, was strong. She is not yeah. afraid of commitment whatsoever. Antoine, uh, really. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Adrian. <laughs> Where did that come from? Oh, no, I do not know. Actually, it was like, Adrian's, Adrian seems a little boring. Let's make him Antoine. <laughs> and when he's breaking up with her, she's not really getting it. And he's, God, why are you forcing me to be an asshole? Typical They're, man thing to yeah, say. About I was say, he's oh, yeah. definitely gaslighting. And he's like, there's just nothing to you, okay? There are thousands of Piper Bellingers in the city. You're just a way to pass the time. And your time has passed. Mm. That line set me off a little bit. Because I feel like that's just how a lot of women are treated. Yeah. Especially, like, those girls, like, the Instagram girls and mm -hmm. the influencer girls, which is who Piper is. She is a pretty, beautiful, rich Instagram influencer. Right. Who's always dressed on point, but she's aging. 28 her, years old. 28. Yeah. And she's old now. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and she so she's very tape. aware of her public image yes because she has to be yeah and that's how she she does not even really supporting herself because she's being supported by her stepdad and mom she even says i when i swipe i don't even know where the money goes yeah. is coming from and she doesn't yeah she doesn't yeah. need to she's, she's never very had to. uh quote-unquote airheaded yeah. and i think that's probably when people read her in the beginning that's like where we're like oh you're annoying but i think it's also the unrelatable fact yeah like 99 percent of us have no idea what that life is yeah. like so when we read someone like that we have all these preconceived notions in our head and then you really have to like yeah. get into her head in the book to yeah. really appreciate her and where she's come from and yeah. her journey which i will say again i think they did a art test play bailey did a wonderful job of doing but i think we can relate or at least i know i can with the being yes. very aware that you're aging I and so like yeah. the yeah. oldest person in the room yeah and, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I look at my face and I'm, we're all 32. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of us. Mm -hmm. Another thing. <laughs> we did not mean to have this much in common. We're mayonnaise <laughs> personified. Yeah. Listen. I love that. And not the kind of mayonnaise we want on our face. <laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> Baby gravy. Yeah, I can see myself, like, when we all Marco Polo, like, I mm -hmm. noticed myself pulling my skin back on my face yeah. to bring it back and hide my wrinkles. I don't notice it as much until Facebook reminds me from a memory mm -hmm. from five years ago. So after her breakup, Piper comes up with, she's humiliated because he did it at a party in Which front of so other rude. people. Yeah. Just the whole, like, Adrian just like, asshole. I hate yeah. Adrian, and I hate uh, some other people in this book, but I think <laughs> they all suck yeah. ass. So after she's humiliated, and it's already spreading online, people are talking, her friends are talking, and I say friends loosely, she comes up with a bright idea to break into a swanky hotel 
get to the pool and throw a massive rager. And it sounds like something that would give me very bad anxiety. <laughs> Ashley couldn't handle it. Ashley I could not handle. either. Guys, I don't think we're supposed to be here. <laughs> I think I'd be having a good time. As long as everybody else is doing it, I'd be like, I'm okay. Allie would be fine. <laughs> I'd be popping my Xanax. <laughs> I'd be like, where is, is Kris Jenner here? I know she has a beta blocker. <laughs> I need her. And I'm like, Ashley, do you want to drink this with your Xanax? You're doing great, <laughs> sweetie. You're doing amazing. So the wild party leads to landing Piper in jail. She's charged with breaking and entering, but she's bailed out by her sister, Hannah, who Hannah becomes a big, important character in the book. Yes, love Hannah. Yes. And great Hannah sister. and Piper, they say, are opposites. Hannah's a homebody who likes music. She doesn't care about social media. I really like how they didn't, how she didn't pit them against each other in any way whatsoever. I was really nervous. I was waiting for there to be like cattiness, Mm -hmm. but it never happened. And I felt like that was so refreshing because I feel like it's easy for you to pit two girls and especially two sisters against each other. It's very easy. They had a really neat bond. So Hannah bails her out. They come home. You meet Piper's stepdad, whose name is Daniel, and he's a big Hollywood movie producer, and he's not happy. He's pissed about her stunt, as he says, and he's tired of her not growing up and making something of herself. He says, you are 28 years old, Piper. You have done nothing with your life. Nothing. All you have is a digital existence. It means nothing. Piper thinks if that's true, then I mean nothing to fuck him. And they're talking about her being so like young and bratty and spoiled. But it seems like that's a result of their parenting. It's really rough. And Piper is taken aback. It obviously shows like they've never really said anything to her about this stuff before. So I feel like it's just mean as a parent to just come out of left field. Especially when it's something you put in place. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel puts down some papers in front of Piper and says you're gonna go to this town in Westport where your biological father is from he had a bar there and you're gonna go there and there's an apartment above the bar and that's where you're gonna live for the next three months you have to show me that you basically can survive right yeah and I'm like what are you wanting to happen so we are introduced to the idea that Piper and Hannah don't know anything about their biological father. The mother had both of them, and her father was a fisherman, and one day he died, and her mother was so heartbroken that she had to leave, and she's never talked about him since. Which just leaves me a whole other level of piss. Piper says later on that she doesn't even know how her dad died. The next person we truly meet is a man named Brendan, and Brendan is a fisherman. Mm. Who lives in Westport, like which is in Washington? Yeah, a real place. Yeah. Washington State. I was shocked yeah. I, when I Googled it. Brendan is a fisherman, and he his big thing that he goes out and he catches are the king crabs. And when we meet Brendan, he's sitting in a bar, a really rundown, not even like official bar, talking with a bunch of other fishermen, telling fishermen stories. It was this big. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> this big. It was this big. That was me talking to my nurse practitioner the day I came back from my honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael. The things I never wanted. Ashley's first encounter (laughs) with with her king crab. (laughs) So they're talking, and out of the window, Brendan sees these two girls. 
who look ridiculous. They're not dressed appropriately, especially one of the girls. She's not dressed appropriately for the weather. She's got a big old floppy hat. So the bar they're calling No Name because they don't even really know who owns it. And the community just supplies... I think they just bring their own drinks and then just sit there yeah. and drink. So, obviously, the people in the bar are stunned. And Brendan immediately decides he doesn't like these girls. He thinks they don't belong. And he's rude to them. And he, like, makes it known that he doesn't want them there and that they don't belong. Piper notices that Brendan is wearing a wedding ring. But that's fine because she thinks he's a huge rude douche. He is. Yeah, and he is. Yeah, he's a douchebag. The girls move into the apartment. They are trying to get settled. The apartment's in terrible condition. They have to clean everything, which they've never done before. They don't know how to clean. They don't know. Piper doesn't know how to cook. She's in the grocery store buying the most random things, (laughs) and she runs into grumpy (laughs) Brendan. I love that. I love that scene. And he's kind of like, what the hell is she doing? He's even recognizes, okay, she doesn't know what she's doing. Maybe she needs some help. (laughs) But this conversation is important in the grocery store because Piper ends up making fun of him, being like, oh, good thing. I hope your wife doesn't have to do it. Something along those lines. And he's like, she's gone. So it becomes really awkward. Yeah. But is he still wearing his wedding ring? So she's like, oh, it must have been recent. And the girls are starting to explore Westport. And it's pretty obvious to them that they don't belong. But they're just going with it, rolling with it. They meet a man named Mick. And Mick was their biological dad's best friend. Their biological dad, his name was Henry. And Mick was his best friend. And Mick was there when their dad died. And... That's when we find out that Piper doesn't even know how her dad died. Just so sad. And so she right. asks him, and Mick says... A rogue wave. A rogue wave, yeah. And Mick mm-hmm. also drops the bomb that he is the dad of Brendan's dead wife. So Mick is clearly <laughs> grieving both Piper's father and his daughter, Brendan's dead wife, Desiree. And I think her mom's name is the Delaray. Delaray, yeah. Delaray. Yeah. Yeah, Mick gave Brendan a ship. Vessel. Fishing vessel. vessel. (laughs) We're really good at words. So because she can tell Mick is upset, Piper offers condolences. And Mick says, I understand why your mom left. You have to be tough stock to be the wife of a fisherman. You have to know that sometimes things happen and you can't control it. And sometimes people don't come back. Little dig there. Yeah. Little dig. So it's kind of a weird conversation, but he does offer for Piper to come to, and he says, a party. A party. A party that we're having on Friday night. <gasps> At Blow the Man Down. Mm-hmm. He calls it a party and invites her. Yeah. <gasps> I did not catch that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when she came with the shots, I remember thinking, how does she know? Yeah. I didn't catch that. He barely Ooh, clearly no, I really said, don't like we're it. having a party. He didn't even use the word, like, get together. He clearly said, we're having a party. Piper attempts cooking a meal for Hannah and accidentally sets a rag on fire in the process. She doesn't know what to do. They don't know what to do. She runs out of the building with this massive rag on fire in the <laughs> pot, the pan that she's holding. Pan. And she runs outside, and Brendan, who's having dinner with his best friend Fox across the street, sees her come streaking out of the building. And so he, before she's he sh- even decides sh- to do it. Streak- streaking out okay. of the building? She's not technically streaking. She's streaking. But isn't that... No, is I just, I just I mean streaking out of the building like she runs out really fast. Is that, that not that's the right not way what to that use means? It? <laughs> it means naked, right? Yeah, naked, but naked. like I think I've heard it used like 
running really fast. Okay. She's not naked. Are you thinking strutting? But she's running out of the building. (laughs) I liked streaking out of the building. But the conversation that Brendan and his best friend Fox had been having before he sees Piper running not naked out of the building with a fire. (laughs) Fox is saying, man, it's been seven years since Desiree. So we learned that it's not recent that he lost his wife. It's been seven years. Like a significant amount of time. Yeah, definitely enough time to accept, mourn, grieve, and start the process of moving on. So Brendan sees Piper with the flaming pan, and then he runs to her before he even like mentally decides he's going to help. His body reacts. Of course it oh, does. And how many ways does it react? Oh, that zipper is feeling real tight. <laughs> The fire really gets him going. (laughs) It gets his fire going. So there are a couple more times where they run into each other. Brendan starts doing some nice things. He realized lots of people had access to the bar, therefore access to their apartment. So he comes over and he changes the locks. Without them asking, he does a couple of like really nice things as a way of making it up to her. He shows up there. And she's in her panties. Oh, that's true. And she's using the pillow to cover her, right? Isn't that that? Hannah throws her the pillow. Hannah throws her the pillow. Sister jumping in. And he's, she can, she can feel him looking. (laughs) He can't keep his eyes off. And he thinks about it later. Yeah. He changed the lock specifically because he knew he was going out of town because he was going on a fishing trip. So sweet. On his boat. And while they're meeting people in the town, Hannah and Piper start thinking, And dreaming about what the bar could look like. They start thinking, we could maybe do something. We could fix this up and we could really turn it into something. And they see it as a way to pay tribute to their dad. So that leads us to the party that Mick invited her to. Party. God. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That was like, what is it called? Secondhand embarrassment? Yeah. Yeah. You just like are reading something and you're like cringing. Cringing. You just have to get through it to get through it. So... It's actually a memorial for Desiree, Mick's daughter, who died seven years ago. Very much feels like a funeral at the party. Even Brendan thinks so. Brendan doesn't even want to be there. We're we're seven years out. Yeah. What are we doing? Piper comes, and so she comes ready to party. She comes busting in with a tray full of shots, and she (laughs) yells. A lot of long faces, oh, everyone, yeah. or something like that. Yep, that is it right there. <laughs> what kind of party is this? Why yes. is everyone so I feel like- so bad for her because I feel like it's the first moment where she thought, I can be myself, or what she mm. thinks is herself. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-huh. And she's like, her. Yeah. Yeah. I can be the person that I have been the past how, 28 years or however long. And I can feel comfortable and be in my element. And then as soon as she, she steps in, it's just this. for real so piper is fucking embarrassed and she figures out what's happening she's embarrassed and she runs out of there but brendan chases her (gasps) and he can't help himself he can't stop himself and i think it's really important to note that he does it at desiree's memorial yes he chooses to chase after her i love that and are they on the are they on the beach? Don't they end up on the sand? She like rests at a bench or something. Yeah. And he wants to make her feel better about it. And he tells her a little bit about his marriage, a little bit about Desiree. And eventually he gets to saying that he wasn't great at being married. And he wasn't home when she died. He wasn't home a lot. He was gone. And he wasn't a good husband to Desiree. That's sad. Yeah. It was sad for Desiree. Sad well, for but Brendan. But we find out later. 
a little bit more about why they had that relationship. Yeah, yeah we yeah. do. And we can say it now. Mick was Desiree's dad, and Mick had given Brendan the Delaray, which is the name of the ship. And so they've known each other since they were little kids. Mm-hmm. And so it Brendan just felt. It was a marriage of convenience yeah. that fits very much into Brendan's personality. Like yeah. he's he very structured. Constantly, whenever it's his point of view, constantly talking about duty. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like he's very much mm-hmm. into what is right and honorable and what is his yeah. duty. And I feel like he just can't let that go. And Desiree was his duty. Yeah. And um, he's, he's so loyal, in fact, right. that. We w- later find out that he hasn't even been with anyone since seven Desiree. Years. He hasn't been with anyone in seven years. Except for his hand. His He's been with his hand, I'm sure. Quite frequently. <laughs> and on this past fishing trip, he was with his hand. Mm. Extra. A lot extra. He's looking at those bikini pics. He was, yeah. So he's so Thinking loyal to Desiree and to Mick that he doesn't feel right. So he makes Piper feel better about the party. And when he gets home that night, he slides off the gold band and tucks it into a safe place in his sock drawer. And he said goodbye and apologized a final time to Desiree. I thought that was like touching. Yeah, that is yeah. touching. But I also think that it shows it. He, he didn't have a ton of emotion to it. So it wasn't, he wasn't tied to it anymore. No. It, it yeah. just was, it just became a part of his routine and that was really it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So later on, the girls are working and they're fixing up the bar. And Brendan offers to help with some of the labor. Oh, wink, wink. Wink, wink, labor. Labor. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> Not sexy. <laughs> Not sexy. I love watching a man build things. The whir of the saw, Ashley, think yeah. about it. But while Brendan is working, he works up the nerve and he asks Piper to dinner. And Piper agrees, but she makes a point of saying, I'm only in Westport temporarily. Because she's very upfront with it. Very yes. upfront with everything. So Brendan kisses her. Ooh. And the mouth that found hers was tender and hungry all at once. Worshipful. <laughs> that was a good, that's good. I feel like there's just so many things in this book that are very, let me feel like this, coming off of Ice Planet Barbarians. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things in this book that are relatable. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, I've done that. Oh yeah, I did that. I like to do that. I like to see that. And it's not. No but spurs. There's no spurs. There's no leather <laughs> tongue. It's quite nice. So Brendan and Piper have their date, and she eventually just climbs right on into his lap and starts taking off her dress. Oh, my God. Yes, she does. Uh-huh. I love how in control she is. Yeah. She's not afraid to Mm-mm. be who she is. She's a sexual like, be- being. He was trying to not. Yeah. He was going to show her, because he yeah. didn't want her to think he was a one-and-done uh-huh. type of guy. Yeah. He wanted to be a true gentleman. Mm-hmm. But she, like, reveals herself to him. So while th- she's sitting on his lap, uh, Brendan is helpless. This man doesn't know what to do with himself. Because like Ashley said, he was trying not to. And he ends up admitting that it's been seven years since he was with someone. So since it's been so long, Piper just has to take care of him. And he says, Jesus effing Christ, they're so pretty, baby. When he <laughs> sees her breasts. And she like pours champagne on each of her oh, nipples. Yeah. I did like that. For yeah. him to lick it off. That was so hot. And I thought that was so freaking sexy. I was like, oh, get it, Piper. She goes for it, and she takes over, and she gives that man a blowjob right there at the table. But before he finishes, he's a gentleman. 
he insists on returning the favor. I love when she questions and she's like, when did my back hit the table? Like she has no <laughs> idea. She is, he is so into pleasuring her and she is so into it. She doesn't even know where she is or what's going on. So and he, he also takes growls. off her underwear and he holds it in his hand and starts. That was so hot. Rubbing <gasps> up and down yes. his shaft. That was so hot. Oh my and God. And while he's touching her. Her wetness. <laughs> She says, see this baby? He rubbed his mouth side to side, parting the damp folds of her femininity. That hand jerking roughly between his thighs. You're still getting me off, too. Oh. That was... Okay, I did... Is it cringy? I I felt like that that was a little cringy to me. But I love how he growls. We're not even in a fantasy book, and this damn man growls. Yeah. He just goes, lift up, want them off. (laughs) He's talking about the panties. (laughs) He can't even form a full sentence. And Piper even thinks he was the most consistent man she'd ever met. So then he finds his release, but how does he do it? <laughs> it looks like he takes his cock and he says, can I rub it here, baby? <laughs> and he rubs it over her clit. And I believe that's how he comes, is rubbing. Up on her stomach. Yeah, up on her stomach yep, and hitting her you clit. You are correct. Yeah. And he's like saying her name like Piper. Piper. Love it. <laughs> Not Piper, from personal Piper. experience or anything, but that's also a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful move to do. Hannah's heard. <laughs> I have heard great things about that. Yeah. Read, read plenty of books. <laughs> read plenty of books. Yeah. Heard from friends. So after they both reach their climaxes, they say their goodbyes, and he's leaving for a two-week fishing trip, and Piper remembers her dad and all the danger and implores him to be careful. And in that moment when she tells him to be careful, she's scared because she realizes that she cares. And that's scary to her. She's never cared before. Not like that. Not like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Brendan's out at sea and it's a two week trip. But on day 13, a storm rolls in. And when they, when Piper and the girls realize how bad the storm is going to be, Piper starts to worry and she starts to panic. And she's, so freaked out by it that she basically runs to his house to find comfort there. Because he had given her a key just in yeah. case she mm-hmm. needed to stay there. Her and her sister, like he, for both of them. Right, yeah. And so Piper goes there because she wants to feel the comfort and smell Brendan. And she gets cozy at his house and she's sick with worry. But on the water, the Bering Sea is tossing Brendan and his crew around. And it cuts out on a cliffhanger when we see a wave come, a really big wave. And then it cuts to Piper, and her sister tells her that there's been an accident, and Brendan's boat was part of the accident, and they're at the hospital. And she doesn't know anything else, so she rushes to the hospital. She's freaking out. She's panicking. She's even scared of how she's panicking because she's realizing this means more than I thought that it did. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. So Piper gets to the hospital. She's upset. She's searching. And all of a sudden, she finds Brendan. And when she finds him, she can't contain the tears. Because it's not him that's been hurt. Right. Yeah. He's safe. He's walking around. It's been one of his crewmates that got hurt, hit his head. So they're in the hospital. And in front of everybody, Brendan starts kissing her. And he can't hold himself back. 
And Piper says, I need you now. 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 She can't wait. Did she this not it. give you Chandler and Monica vibes? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is so good. That. Yes. That is exactly. Like, I was thinking, this is Chandler and Monica yes. in the hospital. Oh, my gosh. Now that you said that, that's what <laughs> that's all I can think of. Yes. Um, Tessa Bailey is a Friends fan. A, must be. She is yeah. a Friends fan. So, she says, I need you now. So, he finds himself a secluded room, and he shows her what he's made of. <laughs> which is a lot which is a lot <laughs> apparently and by the time he filled her completely she was shaking like a fucking leaf so they do it in the hospital room but even like from a healthcare standpoint i was thinking oh god sex in a hospital room so nasty mm. it's so nasty yeah. like even when it's been cleaned it's still so nasty yeah i know they were just up against the wall but i was like oh god no yeah, yeah. we're all dogging it in the like, hospital room <laughs> Where people have probably died. <laughs> Where people have died. Yeah, they're in the You ICU. see that bed right there? Three people, people have died. definitely died. So they're returning from their rendezvous in the secluded room. And when they're returning, they run smack dab into Mick, Brendan's former father-in-law. Mick is noticing things. They're noticing that Mick is noticing. Yeah. And he knows that they know that he knows. Yeah. Yeah. So they just, Piper just excuses herself and she's like, I gotta go. I don't want to be here. And so as the the days go, Piper and Brendan get closer and Brendan knows that he wants more than what Piper has offered because she made it clear that she knew that she was only here temporary, but he wants more than temporary. Mm -hmm. And he's very possessive. He's very like alpha energy I know what I want and I'm not going to take anything less. And it's, I think it's really unfair to her because one, she's never even had a relationship last longer than three weeks. But But you guys, he gave her a vaginal orgasm. (laughs) Piper, she doesn't have the confidence that she can do a real relationship and she's never made it to the quote unquote real stage. But Brendan wants to keep talking. He wants to keep pursuing and he takes her out on his boat. I love this. Yes, and Piper notices that lots of other beds have pictures up, but Brendan's is bare. (laughs) (laughs) When you think about Brendan, sometimes I'm like, he's real vanilla. He's like he sticks to his schedule. He's loyal. He eats the same things. He eats the same things. Yeah, I don't think he's he's staying vanilla for long though. No, Piper, she's working her Piper sparkle. Piper is like, you need some pictures, so she. He's going to model for some pictures for him. Some private photos that he doesn't have to hang up around his bed. So she braced a hand on the wall and leaned forward slightly, arching her back and swinging her hips to pop that booty out. Click. And that was all she wrote. Piper does take a little bit of control. (gasps) And while they're doing it. My God. She finds a little pucker. <laughs> she finds his little pucker. Now I gotta find it. You made me lose my <laughs> I was not expecting uh, the booty play. I was not expecting that. And I was like, oh damn. Yeah, she's she just went for she it. She curves her finger into his yeah. puckered anus. A smile, dazed and wicked, curved her lips when she snuck her middle finger down the split of his backside and cinched it inside the puckered entrance. Oh, my God. I was not expecting that. That was one of the biggest surprises of this whole damn book, and I fucking loved it. 
I was, yeah, I was surprised by it too, but I thought it was really funny and cute when afterwards, when they're just cuddling and stuff afterwards, Piper was slip, slipping into a drowsy slumber when Brendan rumbled the question in her ear. So are we just going to not talk about the finger thing? Okay, <laughs> I didn't think it was cute. I thought it was disgusting. I was like, get up and wash your fucking hands. <laughs> oh, true. That's me. I'm true. like, listen. I just I sh- assume that they do, and yeah. I just don't think about it. Like, she, she's so comfable there in they the keep recharging wet station. Right now. I love the recharging station. I thought that was, that cute, was cute, too. Very cute. I don't think she washed her hands. I didn't like the recharging station. You didn't like that? I think that's, it's too cheesy for me. Mm. Mm, ever, I can get, I can go with something real cheesy every now and then. Michael like calls them. me princess, so. Mm. So, Brendan wants to show Piper that he can offer her more than L.A. And that if she stayed, he would be willing to do more and she wouldn't have to make all the sacrifices in the relationship by remaining in Westport. Because when you think about it, she would be having to give up really? every part of her life. Absolutely. To be in Westport. And I him. was thinking that. I was with yeah. him. Yeah. It's not a bad thing for her to leave, but sh- I want her to choose it for her, yeah, not for, not for him. Yeah. yeah. She needs to make it her decision for what yeah. she wants for herself. So he wants to show her a good time, show her that he's more, he wants more. So he invites her and Hannah both on a trip to the city. They go to a fancy hotel. He's trying to show her that he can provide for her too, that he can still give her some of that flashiness of her life in LA. I yeah, love I how he brings her to a super nice hotel mm-hmm. just because it's something that she can be relate to. But uh-huh. now you can see how much she has changed because she even makes a comment about how normally she wouldn't even be thinking about the cost of a place like this. It's like mm-hmm. jump change. Right. But yep. now she's her whole mindset has shifted and she's thinking about things completely differently now. And now she's, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, what did I just pay for the chandelier? What did I pay for this? Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. yeah, she's starting to be yep. conscious of money. Yeah. He's taking her shopping and mm-hmm. she's, oh, my gosh, for one pair of jeans, it's this amount of money. She even was like, is that a lot of money? Like yeah, she, th- so she th- doesn't even know yet. So. Yeah, what could a banana cost, Michael? Ten dollars. <laughs> That's from Arrested Development. I love that show. <laughs> this is really a podcast about what shows do we like and how many times can we quote them. And she realizes while she's shopping, oh my gosh, Daniel's lesson is working. Like I know the value of money now. And she also reassured, which I felt was really sweet of her. She also reassures Brendan that she doesn't need things like shopping. To just to be with him. And it he didn't realize how much he needed that reassurance either. And while they're shopping and she sees how much the jeans are, she's, oh, my gosh. And he looks at the price tag and he says, baby, I make that much with one crab. And so she's, how many crabs? When I told you, you that would make me so wet. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you a man say, I got food in my mouth. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Listen, this man is making money <laughs> with a crab. <laughs> with crabs, I was like, "Yep, yeah, get on." This so, is where my so I did. Was. I did some math. I didn't realize how much they made. Tell me, yeah, I, need I to did know. some math, and so he says, "I make that much money I, with one crab. I could pay for that pair of jeans, basically." So she asked him, "How many crabs do you usually get?" And he says, "Eighty thousand pounds of king crab." And so I looked up what one pound of king crab averages about $62. Just one pound for six, is $62. <laughs> and so he says he gets 80,000 pounds. And so that's trip. roughly $4.9 million on one for trip. one trip. And there's five crew members. Now, granted, that's not all profit. Yeah. So he, he's leaving each time with at Hundreds. least 
of thousands. At least hundreds of thousands, if not a million. Them jeans was only $62. <laughs> that's what I'm stuck on. I thought they was, was like say, a couple hundred. That's almost Target prices. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Like, this is Target. I think, they, I think it was like 100 I think the yeah, jeans were like yeah. $100. And this was written pre-inflation of oh, today. Okay. <laughs> Still. Yeah, you're right. So during their conversations during the trip, Piper realizes that she might love Brendan. And in the middle of almost telling him, she gets a call from her friend Kirby, the one that she threw the party with back in L.A., the one who sang like a canary and said it was all Piper. She goes to tell him, bring, bring, it's Kirby on the phone. And Kirby wants to throw her a party to welcome her back after they say Piper has vanished. And so we want to... I want to welcome you back with a party. Fuck Kirby. Yeah. I was going to say, it just is an excuse for Kirby to get all the sponsorships and make money. That's just selfish. Yeah. Very typical L.A. behavior. Everybody in L.A. is fake. All Mm -hmm. of it. Allie can tell you. We know that Mm -hmm. from the blind item. So Brendan can tell over the phone call that something came up, and he can tell, and he starts getting really scared that it's something that's going to take Piper away. So he confronts her about it, and they argue, but eventually... In the argument, Piper tells him that she does love him and that she doesn't know the answers to the other questions. And I feel like she was very honest. Like, just, I know that I love you, but I don't know the other answers. And I feel like that's totally fair. (coughs) They've known each other weeks, weeks, and have only been sleeping together for a very short amount of time. And she's just still discovering herself, and he can see her discovering himself. He remarks throughout the book about how, like, he wants her to see herself, and, like, he can see her getting, like, achieving growing those things and, and growing. Yeah. yeah. I think Piper is very honest. Like, as much of an airhead as she was mm-hmm. in the beginning, she never came across as fake or dishonest or trying to be anything other than who she truly believes she was as a mm-hmm. person. Yeah. So Brendan says that he loves her back, and as long as they love each other, they can work it out, which I felt like, okay, he's going to be like, he's going to be easy. He's going to go with the flow, and he's not going to push things on her and pressure her and make her decide something. In the his conversation of saying, we just love each other and we can work it out, at least a little more hanky-panky. <laughs> he which said, we don't hate. He said, Christ, you're so beautiful. He took her hair in a fist and using it. Pull, Hell yeah. And using it to pull her head back, locking their gazes in the mirror, Ashley. Yes, God, I can't wait There's for my hair scene. to grow out. She gasped, <laughs> jolted around his cock. So they be doing it. They be doing it. Didn't they do a little something else, though? Okay, what else did they do? I don't remember. He ate, he ate her ass. He ate her. Yes. I don't remember. I don't he remember that. He ate booty. He I ate her ass? Yes. I don't remember Actually, that. Why do I not remember that? I pay attention to these things. I was going to say, that really because left a mark on you. What page are you on? 318. Oh. Second full paragraph. Ah, uh, baby. I should always be the one saying please. He couldn't stop himself from yanking her sexy backside closer, burying his mouth in the valley between her and tonguing her roughly. <laughs> okay. I honestly think that sometimes I miss stuff like that because they don't just say butthole. <laughs> they say things like puckered entrance and backside. And sometimes I just miss my context. I called it. <laughs> Ashley caught it. And you know you why, aren't gonna let you know why I called it? I texted y'all about this. Did, did you? you? Because he kisses her. 
right after? Yes. Oh, oh. that's right. Yeah. Oh, and I'm that is gross. <clears throat> I was so mad. Listen, people got their shit. People got the stuff. We're not yucking a yum. We're so just that's, hygienic. That's why it stood out mm. to me is because of E. coli. Let me let me just say, I'm just putting this into the universe here. If you do such things in the shower and you also have your toothbrush in the shower, clean up and then things can continue. I'm just throwing that out there. But they were not in they the shower. They were not in the shower. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. I didn't and realize I that. have huge issues. <laughs> <laughs> PSA with Ashley. She would like to say, if you're going to eat out someone's butt, please, for the love of all that is good, brush your fucking teeth before (laughs) you kiss them. That is all. Wipe down your lips, too. (laughs) (laughs) Or make that at the very end of the activity. (laughs) That would be my part. Let's end on that. Let's end on that. (laughs) So anyways, they go back to Seattle, and then... Piper has been thinking about her decisions that she needs to make in the future, and she decides in her mind that she's going to stay, and she tells Hannah that she's going to stay. So she's, like, actively talking about it, making these decisions, but she hasn't told Brendan of her decision yet, and it's really getting to him and making him really anxious, and he thinks that she's keeping safety nets in case she wants to flee. It's the part of, okay, if we don't work out, Mm -hmm. you get to go back and go back to this life and just erase me as if I never happened. So I feel like he feels deceived Mm -hmm. and kind of taken advantage of in the moment. But also, I don't think he has a right to feel the way that he's feeling. I don't think that is appropriate at all. It's okay to have safety nets in place to catch yourself if Mm -hmm. you're going to fall. And so he's upset. And he's, you never told me you were staying. You wanted an out. You wanted to have a fail safe, whether you think you did it for real or not. That's fair of him to say. I don't think it's fair for him to be upset about. No, because this has been something she's been open with about from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's upset because she's, it's a big decision and I'm trying to think through it. And he says, you're right. It is a big decision. He swallowed the urge to rage some more, to rage against her potentially leaving. I'm going to spend the night on the boat he managed through his throat, (sighs) though his throat was closing. Think about what you want to do. Really think. I can't handle this. Will she or won't she bullshit anymore, Piper? So he's, I'm peacing out. I'm going to go spend the night on the boat, which... It's unfair of him to just run off like that after giving her these ultimatums. And she's, I'll be at the dock in the morning. I know what I want and I'll be there. I want you. You want to storm out? Fine. Go. I'll be the strong one this time. Which I was like, hell yeah. Get on Piper. You tell <laughs> yeah. Which also, as soon as that line was like, I will be at the dock in the morning. You I knew was like, she wasn't. Yeah, I knew she, she wasn't. Something's going like, to oh, yeah. Something's going to happen. You're not going to be at the dock. So the next morning, something does happen. She misses it. She's helping an old man that she's been helping. I think it's really cool because, like, her and Hannah have incorporated themselves into the town. Yeah. Yeah. So the old man that she's been helping, she's helping him walk, and he falls and he hits his head. She's got to wait for him, make sure he's okay. And by the time that she gets there to the dock, she's half an hour left, and he's gone. He left. (sighs) and But at first, she's like, I'm not worried because she believes like Brendan will wait for her and then she gets there and he's gone and she, she loses it and she starts crying it. and those fishermen wives and girlfriends. I did not like that at all don't cry sweetie you gotta be tougher than that 
So Brendan has been having an awful time on the boat. He's been sick. He he vacillates between like anger and sadness and just keeps repeating these dumb things to himself. I can't believe she would do that. And she's just been trying. She's been faking me. And it's like, dude, it's been a month. Yeah. I also just need the quick immediate goes to negative. Yeah. There's just nothing else that could have happened, but. The negative part of it. That's where I'm like, you can really see his like emotional immaturity. Mm-hmm. Of, no wonder you are a bad husband. Like you don't know how to express your emotions in a good way. But as the boat is coming back into the harbor, Brendan is like feeling really defeated. And he's okay, I need to let her go. Blah, blah, blah. He's being his immature self. But when he puts his hand in a pocket of his rain jacket, he finds the picture that she left for him. And on the back, she'd written like a cute note and being like, I love you. And all of a sudden, it makes him realize the mistake he made by leaving her and not having any faith in her to choose them. I thought that was super cheesy. Yeah, it was cheesy. (laughs) Yeah. And then he learns about all this stuff that Mm -hmm. she's been doing in Westport. Yeah. And... that on he thought about what she had said the last time when she was like, please don't doubt me, Brendan, not you. Have faith in me, okay? But hadn't he done exactly that by leaving? He'd left her after demanding over and over again she take a leap of faith. He walked out, and he ruined her tenuous trust. I thought I was glad that was acknowledged. Yeah, it needed yeah. to be. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of times in books like this, some of that, like, macho behavior is excused because they're like oh he's just he's just that kind of manly man and but I like I want it to be that kind of behavior that kind of thinking to be called out as like the toxicness that it is to a relationship so he's like I gotta get back and be there when the bar opens but he's delayed and he's not gonna get there till it's too late because meanwhile Piper and Hannah are opening the bar for the big grand opening I think it and no one comes no one's there piper's upset hannah remarks that she's lost her piper sparkle and piper's obviously not doing well and so hannah tells her to go brendan finally makes it to the party and by the time he gets there tons of people are there but he can't find piper anywhere the people had just been late to the party because of an oil spill but while piper had been at the bar and no one was there mick purposely came in when he Mm -hmm. knew nobody would be there and saw that piper was upset and purposely dug in with his words saying that she's not good enough and you'll never be desiree and asshole i want to just slap him he's the villain of the story yeah And, like, he knew what he was very purposely using his words in a really mean way. So, Brennan rushes to the bar, and it's packed with people, and he searches for Piper, and he can't find her. So, he asks Hannah where she is, and he discovers she's not coming back, that she went to L.A., and but Hannah does tell him where she can find him. I think we need to take a little break. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break. Okay, so she's back in L.A. She's at her party. Where is Piper Bellinger? She's rising to the crowd on a lift, a big unicorn. And she's on this unicorn. And she gets to the top, and she's miserable. And she knows it was a mistake to come. 
and all she wanted was to go home. And home was in L.A. Home was in Westport. But at the party, she's looking for an escape, and she can't find one. And she's looking around the crowd, and she doesn't want to be there, and she wants to leave. And she turns, and she sees. Who does she see? Antoine. <laughs> Antoine. She does see Antoine. She does see Adrian. Ugh, asshole. He tries to talk to her because he wants to get him some. Only but she brushes him off because she famous. only has eyes for Brendan. And she launches herself into him, and he takes her away. He apologizes, and he begs for her forgiveness, as he fucking should. And he offers, even to dock closer to L.A., he offers to leave Westport, and he offers that he'll be able to move closer to L.A. and work closer to her and to never let them fail. And she is touched by his offer that meant a lot to her that he was willing to leave Westport where he's known his whole life, where his true home is. And But she tells him, Brendan, when I was falling in love with you, I was falling in love with Westport at the same time. And I don't want to be anywhere else. Sweet. Sweet, sweet. And they go back to Westport. And, and then they, Hannah leaves. And then Hannah leaves. And we have the setup for her and Fox. Yep. Let me ask this. Let mm-hmm. me ask this question. Did they get a business license for this fucking bar? <laughs> they didn't. They don't even know what that is. I, I was thinking about all of that as they were doing it. I'm like, you're doing this in a two-week period. Like, you got to have permits for this say, building. They don't even have a permit they to sell have. alcohol. They mentioned that. They mentioned that. But I didn't hear anything about a business license, profit and loss, like, logs. Nothing. Like, nothing. QuickBooks. Who's going to do that shit? Taxes. They're planning on Because Hannah's leaving. Yeah. yeah and, and, and she's planning and on she leaving. And she was planning on leaving, yeah. Why are they doing this? Why are they setting everything up I when just, they're just going to leave no it? Sense. Why are they even... I get that. Make it look nice. But why? I didn't get it. I didn't, yeah. I don't get it, Tesla. Yeah. I have to admit, I was very confused to put it nicely about some of that as well they were acting like they were opening this as a legitimate business Mm -hmm. crossing daughters yeah maybe in hook line and sinker we see more of it so one of my main questions is do you think brendan and piper will make it long term do you think we're coming back in 15 years are they still together i could see i feel like she grew a ton i feel like why did I want to say Tessa? I feel like Piper grew. And for her, she has changed and grown and become who she is. And she could, this could be the long haul for her. I, while I do love Brendan in a lot of ways, I don't see him as being that great of a husband. Still not. No. Yeah. I think he did grow and was showing like at least a little bit of a a willingness to admit wrong which I think is important, and just, like, to treasure her. I think we come back in 15 years and they're still together, but it's not, like, a thriving relationship. Mm. He's just good old reliable Brendan who does what he needs to do. And she's and the she's mom who the mom has the amazing who's, She's story. a great mom, and she pours everything into her kids, and they just are married. I can, I can see I don't that. know. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to make it Yeah, if we came back in 15 years. Like, after reading this, are you guys likely to want to read Hook, Line, and Sinker about yes. Fox and Hannah? I would. Yeah. I don't think I will. I don't think I'll read it. I've, I've gone back and forth because I read this 
like maybe sometime over the summer. And I enjoyed it when I read it. And I read it while we were like at the beach or somewhere. So it was like a really good beach read. So I think if I read Hook, Line, and Sinker, it'll be because I'm just looking for a really quick Yeah, it's not going to be on the top of my TBR. And my last question, would you date a handsome fisherman or crabber man? No. (sighs) I don't know because that's a lot of money. It's a (laughs) lot of money. I can tell you right now. Okay, let's be honest. My husband manages a grocery store. Mm -hmm. It's about one of the least dangerous jobs you can have (laughs) but I don't do good when he has to go when he has to work late at night I'm like save me from our children Mm -hmm. yeah no way in hell am I having marrying someone who are being in a relationship with someone who's gone for weeks I'm I'm just not built for it I didn't even think about that aspect I'm thinking about just regular fishermen (laughs) not like a Bering Sea fisherman (laughs) all I'm thinking about is they have got to fucking smell like fish all the time they do all the time and I just don't think I could do it I don't think I could stand. I struggle sometimes when you're at the beach and the beach kind of smells like dead fish. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want the person who That's comes all home of Westport. to me and Westport she kisses like me sushi. smelling she, like that. She probably doesn't even notice it anymore. It's probably just ingrained in her own I skin. So. If you're going to date a fisherman, he's got to be the captain. Oh, yeah. Because other than that, you're not really. Yeah. What's the benefit? Got to be cap. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and our vibration scale, where would you guys put this, put it on our vibration scale? All right, one, two, or three. Vibration scale being a vibrator setting. <laughs> a sex toy you would use on yourself to bring pleasure to your bottom area. <laughs> so <Excuse> this, <laughs> to your bottom area. Your bottom area. I am definitely a one on yeah. this one. Yeah. A one? A one. Even after they did the butt stuff? Okay, I, I think I would, maybe I'll give it a two. Because when I was going through it the second time, tabbing and everything, there were a good many, like, detailed scenes where we got some, like, decent sex. I'm probably jaded because I'm in the middle of reading a reverse harem at the moment. Mm. So, yeah. I was going to say, when I compare it to other things, it's not necessarily going to get a lot. Mm -hmm. But for what it is, I'm willing to give it a two. Yeah, I, the most I would go is a 1.5. I would go a 1. Yeah. I was going to say, can we go? So am I the, like, deciding? Yeah, you let us know what you think. Let me think. I don't like Brendan. Yeah, he's not my favorite. Mm-mm. I don't like him. He's a little vanilla. I think well, the champagne thing was hot. Mm. But that I was did. Piper. That wasn't well, was him. Piper. That was Piper. We, this is a Piper Michael, support Michael, am I gay? <laughs> <laughs> That's the office quote. <laughs> we need to buy you the gator. <laughs> <laughs> buy me the gator <laughs> from Sharper Image. <laughs> Check Sharper Image. Okay, yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a solid, a solid two. Because if I recommended this book to someone who doesn't necessarily read a lot of smut, it would be jarring. It would be. I would like follow it up with like this does have like real. Sex scenes like in sex. it. Yeah. Fade to black. Sex, yeah. Sex. Yeah. It's not fade to black. So we're thinking like a. <sighs> yep. We're in like a two. A, okay. That's mm-hmm. about a two. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> we are getting a little dark, ladies and possibly gentlemen. We don't mind if you're here. We are going to be talking about the Never King. Mm. And it is a reverse harem. It is a oh, short. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize Never King was a reverse harem. 
You did We literally had no. this discussion with you last week. Oh, we my gosh. We literally did after we were done recording. <laughs> Allie, we said Never King is a reverse harem, and you were like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> and who is it? Is it Nikki St. Crow? Yeah, Nikki St. Crow. Nikki St. Crow. So. And it's technically a novella. Technically a novella. It's yeah. short. It's sweet. But oh, my God. Is it, it has sweet? A, no, it's mm. not sweet. <laughs> it's not it's sweet. It's got a lot of... A lot of stuff in there. I've read it before. The audio, I'm listening to the audio. So if you want to check it out, you can check out the audio. The guy who voices Peter Pan is super sexy sounding. I am doing, well, I always do audio and book, but yeah. Hope you read that and listen to us next week. Thanks for listening to this second episode of the Rainy Day Smut Brigade. This show was produced by Allie, Hannah, and myself. Ashley. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok. And we also have a website, the Rainy Day Smut Brigade.com. If you visit there, you can learn more about us or buy some Smut Brigade merch. We'll post different things on there every now and again. You can email us with any questions at the Rainy Day Smut Brigade at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you and any of your smutty book recommendations. We'll have to filter them through, but hey, <laughs> we love to hear about them because, you know. The smuttier, the better. All right. Well, any last parting thoughts, ladies? That's it for today. That's Looking forward to next week. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Keep away from the crabs, ladies. Yes. Stay safe. You don't want to have to get it, that call from your pharmacist. <laughs> All right. And we are outies. Down tonight.